AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Locked into the zone with Diamonds and Roses podcast, bringing you one step closer to Pacific Northwest and Southwest Canada baseball news, stories, and history. Proudly fueled by Baseballism, their America's brand, and Devo Bat Company, professional wood grain bats for the love of the game. And now your hosts, Ben and Travis. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Diamonds of Roses podcast, season six. We've brought some great episodes this season so far, and it's not going to stop there. We've got a great episode for you today, and we have a young ball player out of Jesuit High School here in Oregon that has just made the Oregonians' top 100 players to watch in the state. It's a great athlete, and without further ado, I'd like to bring on and introduce my guest, Dustin Dory. Dustin, how's it going? It's doing great, Ben. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you joining me for this episode, and I'm so happy uh, to have you on. Oh, man, the pleasure's all mine. Before we like jump into a bunch about you, Dustin, let's talk about this baseball season so far, how is it going for you? Like clearly Jesuits, according to some of uh, prep baseball report and others, one of the top programs in the state this year. Uh, how's it going? Man, I, I love our team all the way from the coaches to, to even the guys that are like jumping between JV and varsity, like the atmosphere that, that they, that they create is just amazing. And it's, it's really a privilege to be a part of. Is it like a family sort of like uh, kind of feeling that you get with all your ball team? Absolutely. It's it's just like a brotherhood. And I feel like I can rely on every single one of those guys to have my back in the other week. What's, what's some things that you've learned from the head ball coach there at Jesuit? And from a, from a leadership standpoint, 
What's something that sticks out to you most about him? Man, I love Griff. I actually also have power training during school. So I get to hang around, hang around him then too. Something I really noticed about him is his drive towards the team itself and how much time and effort he puts into it. Like, it's actually crazy. I feel like it's, that's all he does. Like, it's, it's his, he lives and breathes his Jesuit baseball. And, and it's always, like, on his mind. I really, like, I really can't believe, like, we have someone that great to be our coach. From a leadership standpoint, what's something that, like, he's taught you and some of the other ball players on the team that kind of hits home to you and you, you try to utilize throughout life right now? I don't think leadership is just something really big that he pushes. I think it's all like we're all on the kind of same level and we're all like just pushing towards a common goal. We don't even have a team leader. We all just kind of look up some guys, obviously, but we're all pretty on the same level. So just like nobody's better than the other. Everybody's on the same board. But, you know, gentlemen, like the thing at the end of the day was it's the eye and the prize. Like what are what are some of those steps like what are our like goals does he have any like short-term long-term goals like obviously clearly the long-term goal is to win the state championship but i mean thought there's there's like probably these like little things along the way these little nuggets that he's giving you to like okay we need to accomplish this we need to accomplish that is that one game at a time or is that like parts of the season yeah so we actually have like a sheet of paper with a list of goals for every single game and we try to hit five different things and like try to fill out this piece of paper for every single game. And we also have like goals for our our regular season. Where our goal is to win twenty three games. And we've like really like ingrained that with us. Like even in the preseason, we would work everything to twenty three, twenty three, twenty three. Like we would do twenty three minutes of of whatever. Wow, interesting. So it's like the now is twenty three the number of games. So that would be like a perfect season for you as a team. For regular season? Um, no, that would not. I think I think it's around twenty five because he doesn't want us to strive for perfection because that puts a lot of pressure on us as players. Mm-hmm. And he, he really wants to push away from that kind of perfectionist mentality, especially from Jesuit. Okay. Okay. So it's like, okay, let's let's take a look at the number of games that we're playing and let's set a, a realistic goal that we think that we can accomplish and let's drive ourselves. And I like the idea of like you're setting you're setting goals for each individual game. Name a couple of these goals that have been sort of frequent that have come up consistently after game after game after game. So one of the things that we really take pride in is uh, is the free bag game. And so we basically tally points from each team to see who gives up the least amount of free bags. And a free bag could, could be uh, like a, a batter walked, hit by pitch, or a stolen bag, or our big ones are errors. And it's just to see how many free bags each team gives up. And that's something we really take pride in. Hmm. What is he What is he telling you right now? And what are you doing as a team to, like, like I said earlier, because, you, you know, you're PBR, others, Oregonian, have you guys at the top uh, of the food chain right now and in your league. What are you guys doing to kind of keep yourself level-headed, focused in on the next game so something that we've really been struggling with um early on in the season was uh big flies and so recently we've really been successful with it recently is is this one small ball and also just destroying the gaps in the infield and just absolutely just scorching balls through through the gaps mm-hmm. instead of trying to go for 
pits over the fence or anything. Okay. I mean, these, these sound like some really good goals and, you know, taking it like one step at a time and approaching each individual day as it upon itself. So I really like what your, what your coaches got you going, but let's, <clears throat> now that we got some of that out of the way and we can kind of jump back into that a little bit at the end, but let's, let's start off with uh, some, some early times for you with baseball. Um, first of all, like what, what got you into the game of baseball? Was it something with your parents? Is it something that you just watched, were interested in it, or just something you stumbled upon? So actually from a really, really young age, my dad threw me right into it. And it was kind of weird because he never like played baseball. He played one year in high school, but he was mostly a football guy. And so I don't know what it was, but he really, like, or I, guess, I guess he gave me that baseball idea and I just kind of rolled with it. Mm-hmm. And and I started from like three years old, and I just remember I just remember like him like giving me ground balls and in, inside the house, or if we maybe like go out and hit some hit some balls in the field or something. You're talking about doing fielding inside the house. Have you watched the movie Battered Bastards of Baseball, where Kurt Douglas talks about his father? He's like, we didn't have a living room. He's like, we had like this like practice facility. Is that your place? Yes. <laughs> I have not seen the movie, unfortunately. I'd definitely have to, I'd have, uh, to have to uh, watch that later tonight. Yeah, you're going to... Um, so it's, it's on Netflix, and it's it's about the Portland Mavericks. It, so it, it's something that I would encourage you to watch from a Portland history on baseball. It's really funny. And then once you watch that, you'll get what I'm talking about as, as you bring that up. It sounds exactly what we're doing. Like, we have, we would, we have this kind of like hallway, and we'd, he, like short hobby ground balls or like as I'm on my knees. And we also have like this like we turn like the living room into into like a batting kid sorta. Where we have like this net and we hit we hit balls off like a string. Oh my God. I mean this this totally sounds like Kurt Douglas. Okay, you're gonna laugh when you watch that. You're gonna say Ben was right and this and you gotta watch it with your dad. <laughs> you gotta watch it with your dad because your dad will appreciate that point. Dad got you into this early age was he bringing you to games? Were you watching games on TV? Like, what? what's some favorite teams of his that he's talked to you about? Yeah, we've watched a lot of games on TV. We haven't really gone to any, a bit like, MLB games. We've gone to uh, a bunch of hub games. I think we've mm-hmm. gone to, like, three of those. But um, it's mostly just on TV and especially college baseball. Recently, we've been really into college baseball. What's your favorite baseball team right now if if you have a professional baseball team if not like what's your favorite college team because you just talked about watching tons of college baseball right now so the family favorite for MLB is is gonna definitely gonna be the angels um i started off my mom and she kind of like bled through i guess um but a close a close second would be the mariners i love i love watching some of those guys on there mm-hmm. um College, college is quite a few. Um, obviously, I love seeing the battles between OSU and U of O. Um, but another team that I, I, I've been watching recently is Texas A&M, and I've been enjoying watching those games. And what about what about Texas A&M that you that really like gets you interested in them? I I love watching balls fly. That's that's probably my favorite thing about baseball. And those guys let the ball fly. <laughs> I noticed that you are a three different positions, shortstop, you're a right-handed pitcher, third base. Um, 
It, did you start off? What what position did you start off with? Could have been infield, outfield, or was it pitching? Or did pitching come after the fact? Or was it always there from the beginning? It was definitely middle infield. That's definitely my primary position, and it, it always has been. And there's a lot of love for for the middle middle part of the field. Um, pitching definitely came as a second. It, it really is but out these past few years. I haven't really pitched much, uh, which which doesn't really bother me. But um, and third base kind of came from training as a shortstop, and so I I see myself as more of an infielder now than a right-hand pitcher. What's it about infielding for everybody? Is it the speed? Is it like that constant involvement in the game? Yes, absolutely. The constant involvement in the game. Um, the ball always comes back to the infield. Um, I do love. I do love getting the ball quick. Um, there's something just so satisfying about bang bang and he's out. And if I'm gonna play on a field, I definitely like. I love turf because it plays really fast. But I also love like hard dirt. I just, I just like getting the ball quick, taking my time, and just zipping one over. Turf field is things are whipping. Um, can be a little bit hotter playing on turf than it would be on just natural grass, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a couple memories from um, last summer when we were we. I was with my club team, Coast to Coast Astros. And we went over to Idaho, and it was really, really hot. But um, and we played on a couple of turf fields, and I just felt like I was melting into the turf. <laughs> but it's but but turf is nice to have because like you know you're, as you can tell, last several weeks with here in the Pacific Northwest, getting some of that rain early on or overnight, you don't have to worry about the mud pit that's around the field because it's just so inundated with water. And so it does allow you uh, to, to get in a lot more games, which I'm sure you're probably happy with, with not having to cancel. Yeah. That's something I, I really love about Jesuit is our turf field. Like I feel like half of our away games have been moved home just because another school doesn't have turf field. And so that really yeah. helps out like with the home, home field advantage. But, um, Turf is, is definitely a blessing for the for the Pacific Northwest. What's been a memory of yours that you've made playing baseball that just sticks out to you the most? Okay, I have a couple. The first one is uh, I played JBO when I was younger um, for the lower JBO team. And I just remember making some really meaningful connections over there with a couple of those guys. And and I remember like all the competition and, and the greenness that that came from there and that was definitely a special time to me but the uh, other time would be this infield guy I would see it once a week during the offseason and I, I would I would give 90 or yeah I would give 90 percent of my infielding would be from him and I just learned so much and he had, he played uh, minor leagues I remember every single weekend I would go over there, no matter how tired I was, my dad would drive me over. And and even like after any other activities, like we used to go snowboarding on Saturdays. And so we'd wake up at like five, six in the morning, drive over to the mountain, snowboard the entire day. And then I get to come home and 
hit and take ground balls for an hour and at the yard. Definitely something I'm never gonna forget. And so, so you had some training at one of the local facilities called the yard. Um, was that? Uh, how long did you do that for? I started young, and I, I think I was around ten ish, and I did that for four or five years. Every single, every single off season. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. I think I started when I was eight. And what were you? What were you? What were you doing? Like working on hitting, fielding, or a combination thereof. It was all middle infield. Everything you would do was middle infield, and just tons and tons of reps. I mean, we get maybe like three hundred ground balls every single night. It was crazy. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of ground balls, but it ingrains into your head kind of like what to do um after that so you probably did that what a couple oh, yeah. days a w- couple days a week when was was would that be uh or is it like once a week it was just once a week i definitely go twice a week if it was available <laughs> that that is that is that's some commitment right there very committed, committed to the game <laughs> what what do you what have you learned so far from baseball that you're applying to your everyday life something that immediately pops up would be um adversity just coming out on top, no matter the circ- what the circumstances are. I I definitely got that from baseball, and, and I definitely apply that to to school and and just really anything. You think that like baseball has helped you from a personal standpoint with like being able to handle. Like if you don't get some a good grade on something, not saying you don't, but like if you don't get a good grade on something, you can handle a little bit better because you know things that baseball's taught you, or just you don't get something, and baseball has just kind of taught you to like, okay, we could deal with this and we can move on. Oh yeah, um, uh, definitely from like an offensive standpoint from from baseball, uh, just being used to failure and being able to cope with that definitely helps with say getting a bad grade and it's, mm-hmm. it definitely like helps you see past it and look at and look for the next one the next yeah. next test next essay anything let's take a minute and let's have you provide some words of wisdom for people like myself for example like i have a young son who is playing baseball he's 10 years old or any other uh, father like yours who who listens to this this podcast and, and others that are out there or mothers that are out there that listen to this podcast what are some things that from your standpoint that you can tell us that maybe we could do to help them learn or, or, or be better ball players altogether from from your experience practice practice makes perfect practice practice helps your confidence 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 is huge, and and having the ability to know that you're going to do something without a doubt is, in my opinion, what makes people mediocre to great, and from great hmm. to mind blowing. I mean, I definitely think that it's a relation between how much you practice and your confidence in game, because that's definitely where I got my my confidence from. 
what point in your career do you think that like it started to click for you and you started to have that confidence where you could go in and you were just like, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to go have a great game today or I'm not worried about this pitcher, whether or not they throw a million miles an hour. You know what? I have the confidence. I can do it. It was um, when I was 14 and I joined PBC Portland Baseball Club. And I just remember when I was there, I would I would practice every single day. And that season, it was just it was just different. I mean, that was that was by far the most fun I've ever had playing baseball was that season. I mean, I just felt like I couldn't get out. And mm-hmm. I, that was definitely a confidence thing from all the practice that, that preseason. Very cool. I'm glad that like that just pops into your head and it's just automatic uh, that you can remember that. Where are some cool places that you've been that you don't think that you would have without baseball? So I started playing, like I mentioned earlier, with a lower JBO. I played with them for, for a couple of years. And then from there, I moved to uh, a place called Bald. It stands for uh, uh, Beaverton American Little League. And I played with them for like a year. And then from there, that's where I went to PBC. And that's... That's where I feel like everything kind of changed, and I really looked at baseball more seriously, and that was like a from a career standpoint. Like that's where like I saw myself going really far, and from there, with my confidence, I uh, I went to coast to coast baseball, um, where I met some some really great coaches there, who really pushed me and and helped me reach my goals and then that I played with them for three years and that takes me up to uh, this next summer where I'm playing with uh, Bomb and I'm really excited for that team there's a lot of great guys on that team uh, and I can't wait to find some success with them talk to us a little bit about that so uh, Bomb is led by Nick Lubsich um I'm not sure how long they've been a program for. I, I definitely remember playing against them a couple of, for the last couple of years and hearing about their success. And I, this is my first year with them, and they've all been playing with each other for a while, so I can't wait to, to join something really, really cool. Um, have you thought about checking out summer the summer collegiate wooden bat leagues at all? Um, not this summer, but I am looking – or I am hoping to join one of those teams uh, – senior year and and kind of get my name out there a little bit more yeah that i mean because you can do that right after your senior year and um those are some really good experiences that i've seen that uh some uh, new incoming freshmen have and there's been some i've had some great success uh to that point so after this year you got one more year left at at jesuit what are some personal goals that you have for yourself to finish out this year and going into your senior year? So this year I've, I've been really focused on a number of stolen bases and, and that really keeps me focused on, on getting on base and cutting down strikeouts, cutting down 
flyouts, you know, that kind of thing. And so far I've been I've been on track to have a pretty good year. Batting average obviously is a bit, is is important. Um and I've also really been trying to cut down on errors. So what are what are some things that you doing personally to besides reps and everything, but to constantly improve? Is there some stuff that you are working on as far as mentally and emotionally to help help yourself stay in the mindset of the game at the time? Um, my approach has definitely changed. Um, trying to lace balls over the second baseman's head, um, especially with two strikes. Recently, I've been I've been uh, choking up, and that's that's really been a big help for getting out of two strikes. Because it gets it gets that head of the the bat over the plate a little bit more. You're you're kind of coming in trying to get some good connection and just focusing on small ball at that point. Yeah, just trying to just trying to bang six or six hole or four hole. I mean, it really helps with uh, with ball control and just getting getting something in play. Nice. Okay. So, what do you got? What are your goals for yourself um, for for your senior season? Is there something that you you want to accomplish by then? Nothing like really like in game wise. Maybe like getting stronger. I I really want to work on my squat deadlift. Um, currently, I'm uh, back squatting three thirty. Um, I think my bench is like 220, but um, I definitely want to get stronger next year, be able to be that four hitter that that will that we'll need next year with all these guys, these big big seniors leaving. Yeah, so you can step up and assume a more uh, like a bigger role with the team, right? That's correct. Yes. Now comes the time of the episode where I like to have a little little bit of fun. And I'm sure you've you may have heard some of these and I can see that smirk on your face like right now. He's like, okay, here comes the time when you ask me the the, the crazy off topic questions. Um, but I like to do it because I like to have a little fun. Um, so my first question is is that if you could have any superhuman power and that's out there, what would it be and why? So I've actually put a lot of thought into this one over the years, and it would have to be time control. Being able to time control, slow down, yeah, slow down time, speed it up, rewind it, anything to do with like time. I think I feel like that would be really really cool. Wow, it, it, that's that's interesting. That's one I haven't heard before. Usually, it's uh, like I could be either invisible or I could fly, would be one. But having Time control is an interesting one. Now let let me let me ask you another let me ask you a piggyback question off that one. So if you if you could control time, okay, and you could go back in time to any sort of full event or whatever it may be, what would be something that you would go back in and just kind of want to see and uh, either see or be a part of? Um. Babe Ruth. I really want to watch Babe Ruth hit some home runs. That would be that would be a a, a dream come true. But obviously that can't happen. But <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. This is a, like crazy questions. If you could, 
what would you do? So go and see if would you be would it be to go see Babe Ruth call the shot or just to go watch him hit a home run? Just watch watch him play. I mean I've I've always been curious about how things have changed since then and and he's he's definitely a big a big role in, in the baseball history. For me, for me if because I have thought about this and because somebody always, somebody asked me the question at one point, they're like, if you could go back in time or go to any place and, and watch baseball, you know, what would it be and why? And for me, it would be like, I'd like to go back to Ebbets field and I'd like to watch Jackie Robinson play with the Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, that, that for me would be like my, like one of the coolest things or, or go to Kansas City and and watch the Monarchs maybe play the the Homestead Grays. Just because you got Josh Gibson, you got Satchel Paige, you got Buck O'Neill, and you have Jackie Robinson, who who was there for a short period of time. But you have a lot of great like baseball players that play there. So th- those would be my two. Definitely talking about adversity, Jackie Robinson. Oh man. Hmm. Yeah. So. Let's figure out if uh what what's uh I know we talked about baseball. You, you didn't really you, you said the Seattle was kind of like your team, but you got maybe the Angels from your mom. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I definitely an Angels guy. Like if anyone asked me, I'd, I was fond of the Angels, but recently I've been I've been catching on with the with the Mariners and JP Crawford and those guys. Yeah. David Crawford's been doing really good. Um, it, I, I like the the dynamic duo of Otani and Trout in LA. Yeah, I, I think it's just magnificent, and it's realistically, it's like I think like a once in a lifetime sort of being able to see just two guys that can play elite level baseball like that. And like you talk about, like we haven't had there, there hasn't been somebody in baseball since Babe Ruth that has been able to pitch and hit like an Otani. I mean, that that's just amazing to be able to watch that. And, and I'm only talking about this because, you know, the Angels, and I, I feel like it's pretty phenomenal to be able to be as an Angels fan to watch those two players. Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely something definitely special that, that the Angels have right now. I mean, because for me, it's like growing up, I got to watch – um, the Atlanta Braves religiously in the early ninety, early to mid nineties, and you're looking at one of the, I think is one of the best pitching staffs in my time ever put together with Smoltz, Clavin, Avery, just just phenomenal pitching staff there. Um, so tell me, tell me something that uh, is as far as my last kind of interesting questions here. Tell me something funny about your dad and and how that comes with baseball uh, as far as reactions. And, and I can I can give you one of mine if you, if you want me to start off with something with my dad. Oh, yeah. You should go first. Go ahead. Okay. So um, for, for me, anyways, when, when I was younger, we were my brother, my oldest brother. And I kind of I think I may have said this story before, but my oldest brother was like always wanting me to work with him on pitching. Okay. And so we'd be out and we'd be out in the backyard and 
be throwing, throwing and back and forth. And he's like, all right, well, throw harder, boy, throw harder. So I'd be like throwing, trying to throw. And then just this one time, the ball, like I released a little high and it like slipped out of my hands and it went flying over his glove. It went right through the window of my house. You could hear my dad like yelling and screaming (laughs) so bad (laughs) because it's like, I mean, I, I know how he feels now because I can imagine the pain. Um, but just just like throwing that ball through the window. Um, it, it's kind of funny because he got so mad at that. But I was out back trying to throw the baseball. So he wasn't mad for too long anyways. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's definitely been uh, something I've, I've always tried to avoid, breaking a window. I was, it's like in my nightmares about breaking one. But you're you're doing BP and stuff inside the house, so I think your dad is 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 kind of putting that on himself a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We we have a we have a solid area. It's like on a string attached to the balls, so like okay, it really can't go anywhere else. Yeah, but there's always the chance. You know what you could say to your dad is like, "Look, dad, like you need some netting in here because there's always a chance that this little itty bit. I mean, you're trusting a string." <laughs> I mean, to, to hold that baseball. I'm like, dude, you know, you trusted a little itty bitty string and look at all these windows around here. You better be careful. I, and just let me know I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back to uh, your question, um, it wasn't one specific time, but it was, uh, I think it was about a year ago when when uh, we played catch over at uh, Champions Field. Um, and... Uh, and my dad's arm wasn't wasn't quite uh, strong enough to keep up with mine, and so my brother, my little brother, would have to come up and and like stand like halfway so that he could throw it to my little brother. My little brother is to me, and uh, and that was always a lot of fun in the community to do to be doing. Yeah, throw your dad. Yeah, nice. I know my son's almost at the point where he can out throw me, and that's good. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, but I would be like, I w- it would be bad of me not to bring up your mom and just the the level of influence that your mom has had on you growing up and playing baseball and supporting you, being there um, for you. Tell me a little bit about your mom and, and what it means to have that level of support from her because it just as important as your dad and i'm sure there there are other ways that your mom supports you that that your dad maybe maybe doesn't does doesn't feel like with your dad oh yeah my mom wow so um she she's amazing really but um every single game uh throughout high school she she tracks on uh on, on an app and and uh, and so we have like our own little like place where we can go to to look at stats and all that, and which I know is a bad thing, but you know sometimes you can't help yourself. But um, she also she also helps big time with keeping us on time and not being late, because my dad and I were just horrible at that kind of thing. And so I am and the so same she, exact way. <laughs> and so she's like the, the the time police and always getting us out out of the house on time and even like 15 minutes early. So she's always been great. 
you know, it's I, I, I'm bad with timing. My wife helps me out like all the time. So it's like I can imagine your dad just absolutely appreciates the fact that your mom is a stickler for time. So <laughs> but it's teaching you life lessons. Always be early. And it's important. So listen to your mom is what I'm saying. Listen to your mom. She knows what's good for you. <laughs> she does. Yes, she does. So you got it. I mean, I, I hate to put you on a spot about her, but there's got to be some funny baseball related story with your mom. <laughs> so um, when uh, my dad would give me some ground balls at the same field, um, we, we used to have her play, her play first base. And so my dad would, would give her a catcher's glove to try and help out her hand. But every single time she'd be like waving her hand back and forth because it stung. Yeah. But eventually we got, a, we got a sock net to put over there so I can throw balls in the sock net. Okay. Yeah, I know with, with mine, it's like I'd play catcher when I was younger. And I remember just one time I was like, I stupidly put my glove out too far and I got hit with the, the bat. And I was like with pain. And my mom's like... Like wanted to like rush out onto the field. My dad's like, "Oh, you just calm down. Just calm down. He's gonna be okay." <laughs> and she's like, "It's my baby." Because I was the youngest of all. Oh, my baby. And I, I love my mom, and I appreciate everything like you know that she's done and all the support. But you know that's one of those. Even though I got her, it was still funny that she was just like wanting to rush out there and 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 be there uh, for me. But you know, love her and appreciate it. So. Um, but anyhow, you know, that'll conclude our off sort of somewhat off topic, you know, questions for, for the episode. Um, but I, I just want to touch back and go back into, to Jesuit and, and, and right now, again, like I said, um, you, your team is doing very well right now. Um, and you're, you're coming to the stretch where you're working on, uh, finishing up. Well, probably not finishing up games, but you're you're what about halfway through the schedule right now? That's correct. Yeah, we're a little little over halfway. Yeah. So, um, so you you have your your games. Like, what are when do playoffs start for for you? Um, they're in May, I believe. Okay, Something so that once. So you're not that far off then from yeah. um from that so yeah well i know i'll be watching out checking in on how you're doing and uh i'll definitely keep messaging you and rooting for you and and jesuit i know you guys got a an interesting ride this year um and it, it doesn't feel like to me anyways and you can lead it, it doesn't feel like this is an easy league by any means with with the level of talent that's out there Oh, absolutely not. Our our next opponent, Sunset, has a has a pretty good lefty, Chris Schoolcraft, and uh, and another another team that we should be watching out for is our Mountainside. I mean, this is like this is the part of the season where you have to bear down and and really focus up. Hmm. And I'm sure that if you guys could stick together as a team, what you've been doing this year, you will compete, not only compete, but compete very well up to the end. So um, I'm really rooting for you. 
and uh, I'll be happy to see how uh, things turn out for you this season, Dustin. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, and I really do appreciate you uh, joining me on on this episode of the podcast, and I appreciate you being you and your dad being a listener. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Um, like I said, and I, I mentioned, go ahead and just follow Dustin and check him out at Jesuit High School. You know, they got some great games coming up the rest of this year. It should be very interesting um, between them. And then I know that there's Westland High School there and there's several others out there that are really good and they're really competing. And I think that uh, the state of Oregon's got some really, really good talent there. And, and Dustin's part of that really, really good talent. So I appreciate Dustin coming on. And uh, like I said, that'll do it for this episode. Where You have a great day wherever you are at. And peace out.